0: Welcome to Lineouts by Earful of Dirt, bringing you conversations with rugby newsmakers about the greatest sport on the planet. And we're live. Welcome to Earful of Dirt Lineouts. I'm Aaron Castro, your host, and I've got for I've got three guys tonight uh, from Utah Warriors. First up is Alex Slim Tucci. <laughs> Uh, How's it going, Alex?
1: Going great. It's going great.
0: So uh you played rugby as a kid, right?
1: Yeah, I um started football and rugby when I was 15, 14, 15, I would say. Um I just got done I I used to play baseball growing up and then uh got put into football just because of my size and they what they saw, I guess just you know, size and speed. So um After football season, it was sort of like a gray area. Like they were like, do you want to do track, basketball? And one of my friends, um, Mikey Roman, called me and was like, hey, they're starting a rugby team. And I was like, what's that? And of course, like they're like, just go look it up on YouTube. (laughs) You can run the ball and just go look it up on YouTube. It's like football. So I went on uh, YouTube, looked it up, and found myself at my first practice, you know? And after, I think, my first game, I remember getting my first carry and just falling in love with the game.
0: Awesome. And then, so, in 2008, I guess to, you were a senior, right? You made the U18 camp that was in, in Florida. Like, so, yeah. I, how did you get that opportunity? And I, I guess, I mean, seeing, I mean, they have the camp here all the yeah. time. I live in Arizona, so they have the camp here. And it seems that most of those guys have to, like, are either playing very young or going through the EIRA program.
1: Yeah, so with that, um, Florida, when I was uh, in high school and stuff, after my first season of playing rugby, I got selected for the Florida Juice when it first started. I mean, um, if anybody knows about it, uh, it's there. A lot of good coaches and uh, people in that that run that organization, they sort of like took me there and to, to one of the tournaments we had in Pittsburgh. I don't remember where, but it was a really nice uh, pitch. And I just had a, I mean, the good thing about the thing with rugby was I, I kind of in high school, I kind of just played the game and it's sort of uh, I, played it, I played it well so I mean it it sort of came with just you know the USA getting the camp invites and for the U18 and uh, just like even colleges like life um, I remember they were like we can get you a scholarship there if you chose to pursue it uh, I never th- did choose to pursue any of those mostly just because um, my family's not really I mean my family's not so much into sports and doesn't really know what to do with the whole process of recruiting and stuff and it was kind of still I feel like back in when I was in high school recruiting was big even in football and and like stuff like that but it wasn't like as big as it is nowadays where if everything's on social media like Instagram Twitter Facebook like you can get them out on all platforms coaches or coaches are looking oh, at all is it so and like cool. I back,
0: mean, in,
1: back in like 2006 to 2008 i feel like it was like i mean i didn't have the knowledge
0: 2000 i mean like 2006 i mean I want to say that recruiting was still like it was there like- there really what there wasn't Twitter Facebook was just college based right yeah. like just getting going so there was MySpace so people yeah. like I was on announced up Yeah There's people no, announced I- on people announced on MySpace and still like were in their local paper whereas now it's you know you got to write a long note and then post the screenshot Yeah you know, exactly. on your Twitter <laughs>
1: Exactly But so, uh- yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I actually, um, on that Florida juice team, uh, Cam Dolan was on that team with me. So that's pretty, I mean, pretty cool. Like I see like him, like, um, I, I, I met him on that team and then, uh, sort of like when, when, when my route with football and everything. And he, uh, I, it's, it's cool to see him in the league now, you know, and there's other guys like, uh, Peter Malcolm who plays with Austin, I know he was on a juice team. I'm. People have told me that we played together. I just – I feel like there's a couple of years in between us where we played so against yeah. each other. But I've, I've seen that – I've seen team, the team that he used to play for, we played against each other. I know we
0: have. So, so what was the big differenti, differentiating factor going to, like, Colorado State instead of, you know, I guess going to life?
1: Um, It was more of just like a – I get – my – I guess my, my football coach had a really big influence on my life and everything. And football just was very, like, it was more structured and organized. And it was sort of like what everyone wanted me to do. I mean, I love the game of football. I, I pretty much owe a lot of my athletic ability and just working out knowledge and stuff like that to it. Um, but I would say rugby was one of the, the sports I kind of loved, loved more. Like, even when I – so I, I chose Colorado State. Also, just uh, the money was – the money and scholarships were more secure with football, so it, like I knew I was going to have room and board. I knew I was going to have a stipend to sort of pay for to pay for living and whatnot. So, and I love football. And at that time, it just was it just seemed like you know the path. Like if I make it in football, I really don't have too many worries about for the rest of my life. You know.
0: Got it. Um, so like when you were at Colorado State, you also played rugby, which with, I mean, the Rams are a, what is it called? D1A right now, um, our D1A program, but what was like the difference between, you know, scholarship football and club rugby? I mean, back then it was still a pretty big program for rugby.
1: Yeah. So when I got, um, so I, I did three years at Colorado State and in my last semester, when I knew I was leaving the school, um, I, it was sort of, uh, my chance, like I, contacted the team and said, hey, I would love to because they've been contacting me as once I got there. They knew who I was and they knew that I played rugby. So they wanted me to come out and play. But as far as coaches, you know, they just don't want to. Football, like if the school is putting investment in you like that, sometimes in certain schools, I mean, where rugby's not as popular. I know at Utah, sometimes they let like the football players and rugby players, you know, you can go back and you can play both sports. But they really didn't like want us like uh, playing uh, rugby. But so when I got my chance to play the difference, I would say, I mean, it, well, football, it's kind of like an an all day, every day thing. I mean, it's sort of what, like what we're doing with the Utah Warriors now being up early, you know, going through the day and sort of meetings and whatnot. And uh, it, it was it's a it's a big load, college football. They they have you there like in the mornings when you got classes and then you got maybe some time to get lunch and stuff like that. And then you're right back into meetings Up until practice, you get done with practice, you go to, you go to, um, you go to study hall and then you sort of eat and sort of get prepared for the next day. Whereas rugby in college, since it was a, since it's a club and, and stuff like that, you got practice maybe two times, two to three times a week. And, uh, you really don't have, there's no organized weight session. So you kind of got to do it on your own. But, um, I mean, I, I, it was nice, honestly, to like take a step back and sort of do that because it sort of let me see what a college, like a normal college student got to do, you know? And as, at the same time, I still had my sport, rugby, there with me. And it was honestly, it was a fun time.
0: So, you know, after three years at Colorado State, you chose to go to West Texas A&M. Did the rugby program, like, play into that at all? Because you played there yeah. too. And
1: I, did, I didn't play rugby at West Texas A&M. Oh, really?
0: For some, There's like eight things that I, like – found that said you played at west texas a and
1: no i don't know why they would say that but uh there wasn't i wish there was a rugby team actually we would have had a pretty solid rugby team because we had uh david tamilau um who's actually signed with signed with us a couple days ago he was on me and him played defensive line at west texas a and m together so i mean if we would have some we would have a a pretty nice little you know two pieces uh,
0: i didn't I, i thought you guys like crossed each other like he left when you showed up or something no no
1: we played we played a season together because so I was there for three years he came into my second year and he was we played together that so I guess I got I got three years at West Texas AM. and I got a year back of playing so uh my second year there we uh we played together and then he left and went back to rugby and I finished out my last year there
0: then uh so You know, like, uh, you spent some time away from rugby, but, like, uh, so two years ago, you started playing with Okapi, and then in in the same year, you got picked up with USA South. Uh, So how good of a club would you describe Okapi Wanderers are and then for people trying to learn the game in South Florida because you guys have a pretty big youth program down there Yeah,
1: the youth – I feel like uh, Okapi – Okapi Rug, uh, Wanderers. It's uh, based out of Weston, Florida, and uh, it's honestly great. It's a great rugby club, sort of for for as far as for men's, for even for youth. I would say for for beginners in the game, they have a lot of a lot of knowledge and uh, a lot of good people surrounding the the uh, program. I I mean our youth, like I coached our youth uh, in a summer camp over the over this over this past summer before I went to Ireland, and like some of the kids there, you just like. You see things that they do, and you're like, I can't wait to see these kids in four or five years. They're gonna be, they're gonna be great. So, they got a lot of, they have a. The best thing is in that, in that city of Weston, there's just so much support when it comes to sports and and other and activity, any activity, you know. There's a seat for everybody in Weston. That's the best part about that that city.
0: Then, so, what was the process to get picked up for USA South?
1: Um, I have a friend, Lucas Pastroki, who actually got me. Who was actually the starter of uh, Western Rugby back in high school, and uh, he basically—I mean, he basically sort of um, when I got back when I was coming back into the game, he said, "Hey, there's a trial for the USA South. Uh, would you like to come out for it?" You know, um, I know you want to. He sort of honestly called me. He hit me up on uh, Facebook and asked me to come out to uh, one of the Cappy practices and get back into the game because he saw that I was still training and whatnot. Um, and that's kind of when I made the decision. I was like, all right, I can keep training, you know, for football, or I can sort of do what I always said I was going to do and go back to rugby once this football thing is done. And I've given it to my given it to my shot. I've given it a fair shot and give rugby its fair shot. So that's what I did. I went to I went to the USA South. I was on. I, w- I, w- I was on the first uh, squad for that team, mostly just because I was getting back into the game and uh, I was getting back into the sort of positioning of playing prop. That when I when I came back to rugby, it was now touch bind, bind now and then engage. When I was playing, it was touch pause engage. There was no binding, pre-binding. So I had to sort of learn that technique and get get my uh, footing right and whatnot. But I mean, it was a good good experience with them.
0: So what are you playing now for the Warriors? Uh, prop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you are you a loose head?
1: Yes, I'm a loose.
0: You're pretty a you're big loose end man <laughs> oh jeez uh but uh I'm a hooker so there's I got I got uh three kinds of friends you know <laughs> ones threes and locks yeah um so you over the summer you signed with uh, MGM uh yep. Gavin McLeavy's your your agent um you know you went off to Ireland this summer Yes. Um played with Gory. So, how did you? How did that come about?
1: All right. So, um, I signed with Gavin. Me and Gavin actually played. He's one of the coaches, flash players for Okapi. And sort of when I when I signed with him, it was sort of basically like he after putting together a couple uh, good games, uh, he was basically like, "What do you want to do with this?" And I mean, I was easy, easy. It was an easy question for me to say like, "I want to take this as far as I can." And you know, that's why I kind of got back into it and uh, put in all that extra work. So he was like, all right, let's get a, like a plan together. And we kind of got like a plan together of, let's get a, let's get some MLR interest, uh, put together like a little highlight tape of whatever film we could. And another one, and so that's how the M- MGM sort of thing came came into me. Um, as far as the Ireland, my friend, Steven Sheehan, uh, co- contacted me and he was like, hey, I played with a guy from this rugby club and gory in I in ireland he came and played overseas he came and played at university of florida with me uh i'm gonna go over overseas and play a, a season with them do you want to come with me and i and uh it just seemed like an easy i mean it seemed like a no-brainer because back at home i was just basically it was all season it was a, it was the end of the summer i was just working and i was like you know what i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna wing it go out there and see what comes about of it and uh And honestly, as far as making me a better rugby player and just teaching me a little bit more of that uh, knowledge of the game, it sort of worked out pretty well.
0: So what did you like most about being in Ireland? In addition, like not rugby based. Not rugby
1: based. Um, It's just it, it put me out of my I feel like my comfort zone. I mean, America, we take we have so many things that we take for granted And it sort of put me in a in a place where I didn't have a lot of things I you know like I like I said I had to kind of wing it a lot, but it 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 opened me up to like a whole different culture that I wasn't used to, you know. It was just very different, and uh, I lived in like I always tell people I lived in the country of another country, and uh, thing that's one of the things I've always I'll take back from living in Ireland. Like it made me appreciate what I have at home so much more, you know.
0: So. How many guys that play rugby in high school it, like then don't come back because like once they've played college football
1: uh I mean I feel like I hear a lot about guys that played rugby in high school and they come back and or they, and they don't come back to rugby, but I mean I feel like sometimes it's, they really didn't play they probably played a game or something or they just didn't like they just probably didn't like it as much but it's a it's a tough question. I was it's a tough question. Honestly, I don't. I to find people that played rugby in high school. Because I, I mean,
0: you you have a lot of I want to say there's a lot of Islanders that that come out from Hawaii that played rugby and football that tend to I don't know from what I've seen. There's tons of kids that have played rugby at a decently high level that then went and played you know scholarship football and then when football was over like they just didn't do anything back. yeah they don't come back
1: I think I mean sometimes maybe it's because of the people they just sometimes they just lose I guess the love for the game or or just they think that at their time it's not they they lost their time maybe with it but I mean I've always had a different mindset like I was like always like if football doesn't work out I'm going right back to rugby like and honestly I mean people always ask me what I love more and I would have to say I, I probably – internally I love rugby a little bit more than football. But at the same time, I'll watch football now and I'm like, I miss football. But, I mean, that's the same way I felt when I was playing football. I was like, man, I miss rugby. So, who knows? No so,
0: what's your biggest adjustment Adjustment, jeez, uh, <laughs> that you've noticed um, to Utah – both on and off the field, so like move into, you say it, Mormon country. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, honestly, I've ever, I heard so many like crazy rumor, like myths, myths. I would say about like coming out here, like, and I mean, it, it. What I see, the way I get the vibe of it, it's just like the Colorado on the other side of the mountains. You know, like it, it, I got that same that same vibe.
0: Well, as, I, so. To that extent, where I live in Arizona, Mesa, is called Little Utah. That's what people call it because yeah. I, I don't – I mean people are people. That's, yeah. that's just, That was a question from our viewers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean but, the thing I like about Utah though that I've always been uh, – one of the reasons I signed to Colorado State at a high school, um, I they took me up in the mountains. which was, I guess that was their best selling point because in Florida in – Florida, growing up in New York in the city – in the Bronx, and then moving to like Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, we don't have any mountains. Like there's not a single mountain. There's a barely a hill. There's only one hill I can think of in Florida. There's Vista View. And then coming out, like going out to Colorado State, seeing the mountains was just like a, I mean, it was a huge difference. now coming out to Utah, like I have a, out of, we have a view from our um, apartment of uh, Mount Olympus. And it's like, it's awesome to drink, you know, a cup of coffee and just look at it. Or even when you were driving coming down sort of by the RSL Academy in Harriman, seeing the uh just seeing the skyline of the mountains in the background. It's honestly beautiful. That's like probably the best.
0: So how would you describe the training environment that you guys are in? Uh it's um
1: it's definitely it reminds me of like a kind of like a college, a division one college style of like football training and stuff like that. We have Jordan Pendleton then who does a great job at like with the weight with our weight program. And we were training with a posh orthopedics and uh, they were doing our like speed and agility and stuff. And we were, it's, it's awesome. And even practicing, um, practicing with like normal practice schedules with alpha and everything. I mean, it's just, it's, it's nice. I've never really, I mean, other than Ireland and Gory, even though it's still, it was still a club, the practices were still pretty high intensity and it's sort of nice to have that out here in America, in, in America playing with a, team where the practice is a high intensity you know playing with club back in uh Florida sometimes you guys gotta like you gotta drag guys to practice you know, and oh, yes. numbers, you know? So <laughs> it's honestly it's great was,
0: there uh, was one there was one time uh we were supposed to go to the playoffs on the team I was on and so we had four practices, four practices <laughs> before the playoffs we played Tempe that year in D2 yeah and there were three of us at practice four I was like we're going to get murdered. Yeah,
1: that's how it always is. But everyone always shows up on game day. Those practices are scarce, but on game day, it seems like people just come out of the woodworks.
0: So um, back in Ireland, are people – like how how much are people paying attention to this league? Because I sort of get the feeling that there's a lot of eyeballs. Um,
1: I have – I mean, there's people. Once I, when I was overseas, I would actually tell people some of the players and whatnot, and they were like, "Really? There's a there's our pro league in America?" And kind of laugh at it a little bit to an extent, saying uh, saying that we're not, I guess, good, as good as rugby as they are. You know, they they kind of hold their pride. They like they they hold it. So um, but I mean, I feel like there's a good um with even just like. Us put, doing our, our justice on social media and putting it out there. I've had a lot of friends kind of hit me up about it and sort of like ask questions and whatnot. But there's, I've seen on our, um, there are some of my friends that do follow the Warriors rugby page and MLR. I can see like who they follow and whatnot. And you can see that they're following. So I mean, there are eyes on us. Um, I'm pretty sure as the season progresses and they'll, they'll put little clips on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and all the social. Once it gets, Gets going and sort of you see more clips on social media. I feel like more eyes, you know, with all the shares and whatnot.
0: So this is a fun question. Okay. If you tell me that you like moldeds, we're going to have problems. Moldeds or studs?
1: All right. I just bought a pair of studs online, actually. Um, <laughs> I'd say last week. But I do love my – I love my molds. I got a pair of Nike molds right now that I just like. I, forgot, but I think they're like. I mean, they're definitely football cleats. <laughs> but it's hard. It's hard when you got a size fifteen to find cleats anywhere. Like I, I think the cleats I ordered on eBay, they're a pair of Adidas. Oh,
0: yeah, like you can't, I can't find any size fifteen. The only place I can find a size fifteen is eBay.
1: Exactly, and the, and the cleats are coming from the UK. So halfway halfway across the world, I have to get some cleats. That's what. That's what. If uh, any uh, American uh, companies, Nike's, Adidas, Under Armour, listening, hook up on some 15s. I was actually looking. Under Armour just put out. They put out um, the highlights, like the high-top uh, rugby yeah. cleats, and they only go up to like 13 or 14. I was like, one more size up, come on. I need those, and, <laughs> and those are studded.
0: Yeah, I've seen those. Those look nice. No, I, I,
1: wore, I wore them with football. They were the most comfortable cleat ever. I would love to wear those with rugby.
0: Um what do you want the people to know? What do I want them to
1: know? That's a good question. I want them to know who the Utah Warriors are and I want them to come support. I want to I want them to sort of I mean that's the best thing that we can get. I want the fans to know that they that we need them more than yeah, we need them. Because I mean if we could fill out that stadium each each and every game week, that's a hard environment for an opposing team to come in and play. You know? It's easy for a team to come in and play, and there's not really, you know, a fan base there, you know. But I feel like Utah, you know, has a great fan base of rugby already, so I feel like we shouldn't have that problem.
0: Uh I mean, you go down to Provo, um, BYU's got a got a massive facility just for rugby by itself, exactly. which is kind of kind of intense, of uh, like full stadium, like I think.
1: And we got some We got some. We got a a good amount of BYU players on our team, so hopefully, you know, that brings those fans. And then we got UVU players on our team, so hopefully, we get some UVU fans, Utah fans. And then you
0: guys. I mean, you guys got a great set of, you know, college. A nice little feeder system when this thing kicks off. Yeah. Um, Alex, uh, thanks for coming on. This has been Line Outs by Earful of Dirt. Connect with Earful of Dirt online. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Earful of Dirt. You can email us at earfulofdirt at gmail.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 720-600-2679. For Aaron, Dan, and Victor, I'm Corey. Thanks for listening.